Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown, the combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. Welcome, one and all, to Silva and Gold, episode 32. This week we're bringing you a cinemasticist double feature with 1996's Fear, starring Marky Mark and his funky bunch, and Reese Witherspoon and Alyssa Milano, a high point, and uh, 1995's Showgirls, directed by Paul Verhoeven. Two hours of something, something that we'll get into. Um, I am the loaf, and with me, as always, Doctor Zom. Hey, <laughs> I'm on drugs right now. By the way, <laughs> aren't we all? I mean, uh, uh, um, yeah. So we got the we got those awesome movies coming up. Uh, Zom, how was your week, sir? Uh, it was a great week. Um, Let's see. I took uh, two sleeping pills at 10.30 this morning, and it is 12.49. So they're, they have pretty much kicked in, and um, I'm ready. I can tell. It's, uh, it's a, it was a good week. It was all right. Um, I had a, an okay week. Um, UNC fucking shit the bed on Sunday, which is not fun. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I had a work meeting that made up for it. So, uh, <laughs> why don't you tell us about it? Enough <laughs> uh, said. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, um, just uh, pretty pretty average week for me. It's been very very slow with the theater. Um, all the Oscar movies have kind of trickled out so we're getting the uh the post oscar where the you know the studios are just kind of like oh, we didn't want to release this for the oscar so we'll just release them in march and uh maybe people will just kind of forget about them so we get that's we you get, get hunger things. games we didn't get hunger games that's not really our uh-huh. our bad yeah, still man it will be in 10 years when it's cool <laughs> well, not, our theater is not cool. I will say that uh, it's okay. if we were in a if we were in a, like a kind of a hipper place, I think so. But uh, like, we get a lot of old people at our theater. So really, yeah. did you ever do that cowboy thing yet? Uh, we're working on it. We had a we have a a Hitchcock series in the works. First, um, we're showing Psycho and Torn Curtain. Rear Window and one more that I cannot recall. So you ought to just. 
show the Will Smith movie Hitch and then just cock movies <laughs> after that. I think I will. Um because nobody will come to see them anyway. Because all all produced and directed by I was going to say somebody's name, but I don't know if you want me to. Uh, oh, I, I actually yeah, was yeah. just yeah. I was actually just looking up that guy. Uh, yeah. well, this don't, you, don't you remember? I read the uh, remember that email yeah. we got very early on from that guy that thought that I was the director. So. <laughs> and I actually found your uh, your uh, page with your credentials, so I'm stalking you. By the way, yay! I know all about you now. And your picture, goddamn it! Your your mustache is nothing compared to now in that picture. <laughs> it's a little sleazier. I shouldn't even be talking about this on the air. Um. Yeah, Solomon Grundy seems to think that fear is worth a viewing. Hmm. Interesting. Born on Mondays. <laughs> so, Zom, uh, you uh, had some movies you watched this week. Yeah, Would you I'm like a little to bit, discuss them? Yeah, I'm a little bit slow right now. Things are running really slow in my head because I'm not lying about taking those pills. Um, I'm a little rubber-lipped. <laughs> I feel like Elvis sitting on the toilet chewing phenomen gum and reading the Bible or a dirty book or whatever he was reading when he died. Um, I'm fat, too. Um, I watched uh, – let me start at the bottom. We'll start at – we'll go in chronological order. Uh, after the last shoe, I got a documentary called The War Room in the mail from Netflix, and it is a documentary about James Carville and uh, – what's the other fucking douche that looked like goddamn Eric Bischoff that worked for Bill Clinton? Oh, Stephanopoulos. <laughs> Stephanopoulos, yes. <laughs> it's about them and the the campaign when Clinton was running for president. And it's uh, – I thought that they would have them on there now talking about it then. But basically it's just footage. Somebody followed him around with a camera uh, during that, which is pretty cool. It's actually pretty cool. And Hillary was kind of pretty hot back then. You know, She, was, she wasn't bad looking when she was young. Um, the next thing I watched was, and I think this because I looked before we came on air at what I had watched to write it down, and I think this was called Stranger in My Bed uh, because the poster that I put on my page is in Japanese and I didn't want to look it up. This was the Tiffany Amber Thiessen Lifetime, <laughs> made for Lifetime movie, and um, I just was flipping channels and started watching it because I heard – her husband in the movie was in the Navy and he was being like court martialed and they were sentencing him. And I thought he was watching like child pornography or something. <laughs> ended up, he was a peeping Tom and he ends up being a fucking rapist and everything else. But she was pretty hot. There was one, like one short scene in it. Short scene. scene. Where am I talking like this? Where You're she was pregnant. Stoned. But she was fucking – she is hot. God damn, she looked good. Um, next thing I watched was A Panther in Africa. Uh, since I watched the two Pink Panther movies last week, I watched this documentary about a black panther who left the United States rather than go to jail, and he is living in Africa. And it was pretty good. It was only an hour long. It was one of these uh, – I think it was like a uh, – PBS uh, documentary, but it was pretty good. Showed, you know, I liked it. Uh, next thing I watched, I will say this. One of the people that won 
or no, there was only one person that won the Danny Boy contest, but I said I would send everybody something. Mm-hmm. Somebody's getting this movie uh, because it was probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and uh, I got it at oh, Blockbuster over Christmas, and it was fucking – it's called Goliath, and it's an <laughs> indie movie. And I'm telling you what, it was fucking awful. <laughs> And it had some stuff on the front about how the Sundance Film Festival said this and that and everything. And, like, I didn't read the small print. So it might have said Sundance Film Festival said this is the biggest piece of shit that it's ever seen because it was fucking horrible. <laughs> is it the one that and I thought a it, cat with a, a Yeah, a and a the guy gets divorced and he his cat that he loves just uh, – he's divorced, he's miserable, or just going through the d- divorce – and then his cat disappears, and I thought, yeah, well, hell, it's it said it was a dark comedy, but I thought it would be, you know, maybe because I like animals, and I thought, you know, it might be, it'd probably be sad or whatever. And it was just awful. It was stupid. It was horrible. It was inept. It was going nowhere, <laughs> and it's wild, going somewhere. You have a wild guess which of the two uh, runners yeah. is getting this. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, that motherfucker. That's what I was saying. You can't punish him by sending him a shitty movie because that's all he fucking watches. <laughs> So anyway, the, the person that we will not speak of. Uh, the next thing I watched, what Voldemort, the guy whose name yes. cannot be spoken. Voldemort. Uh, the next one was a recommendation from um, Bren. Uh, I think he encouraged me to buy this at Big Lots, and it was called Free Enterprise, and it's it to me. I liked it. I mean, it's not like the greatest movie in the world, but it's kind of a light movie. And it's almost like the movie Swingers with Vince Vaughn and uh, Favreau. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that, except it takes place with like uh, comic book and Star Wars geeks kind of guys. But But they're grown up now. But they still like read that stuff and look at that stuff and everything. Sounds familiar. Uh, <laughs> I just thought of something funny I might go fucking bring up because <laughs> it'll just start a bunch of shit. Uh, <laughs> next thing I watched was for the Hamicus podcast, which was called Sinful Davy. Sinful Davy, what are you going? Um, as soon as the fucking movie started and they started playing that song, which goes just like that, and it's some woman singing, Sinful Davy, why don't you settle down? I knew I was in trouble. And uh, it was, I mean, it's worth watching. If you want to hear what I have to think about that or say about that, listen to Hammocka's podcast. I'm sure the podcast was better than the movie. Uh, I watched um, Star Trek uh, the original series, Star Trek, I have a couple of discs of that, and I put one of those in the other day and watched uh, a piece of the action, and it's when uh, Kirk and Spock, they beam, and Bones, they beam down to a planet that uh, another starship had been there, and uh, they left them some books. Well, the books that they read, one of them was the Gangs of Chicago, and the whole planet is like being run like Almost like Al Capone, everybody carries Tommy guns, dresses in, you know, the suits and the hats and everything, and the old cars. So it was pretty. That's a good episode. That was pretty good. Next thing I watched was uh, who the fuck? I think Bryn. This is another Bryn recommendation. It's called Nom Angels. Not <laughs> in, to be confused in with O-M. <laughs> uh, in O M Angels. <laughs> uh, 
there's one called Noms Angels from 71, which is also known as The Losers with William Smith and Paul Coslow. This is not that. This mm-hmm. one is from 89 and it is called Nom Angels. And it is fucking. They say it has a higher body count than Commando. It's just, it's as dumb as Commando. It's entertaining, but it's just dumber than shit. It's supposed to take place in Vietnam and during the Vietnam War, but like most of the people don't dress. Like uh, Brad Johnson has a pair of aviator sunglasses that look like Ray Bans from like the eighties. Mm-hmm. It was made in like eighty nine. It's horrible, uh, but it's fun to watch. It's horrible but fun to watch. Uh, unlike some other things that we've watched recently. Um, the guy, the guy uh, is in the military, and his platoon gets like wiped out, and he, or his little yeah platoon gets wiped out, and he escapes. So to go back and save those guys, and to get this ten million dollars in gold, he recruits these like four or five Hell's Angels who are in Vietnam and aren't in the military. They're just in a whorehouse in Vietnam, dressed in their collars and blue jeans. And they're they're tougher than the special forces. They beat up these special forces guys in a bar and stuff. And then when they go into the jungle, they ride motorcycles, and they don't put on like camo or military stuff. Mm-hmm. They just still wear blue jeans and shit. It's and Vernon Wells from uh, uh, Commando and Road Warrior is the main villain guy. But it's 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 like I said, it's kind of a. Uh, the next, <laughs> it's funny because it's just so stupid. Uh, and I think it's a Roger Corman movie too, if that tells you anything. Uh, the next one, cheap and lots of killing. Uh, the next one is called Victim with Dirk Bogart. And uh, he, um, basically, it's really, really a good movie. It's on Netflix. Uh, Bryn told me about this one called The League of Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, um, I wanted to try and find that. And um, it's only being sold in America as part of like a uh, six movie set, mm. so it's like eh, I don't know thirty bucks or something like that. But you get six movies, and the guy that does them's pretty good. I can't remember what his name is, uh, but this one's called Victim, and uh, it's uh, I guess in Great Britain at a certain time in modern, like maybe in the fifties. Uh, if you were homosexual, it was illegal. And you could go to jail, I guess, for being, if somebody found out you were gay and, you know, filed a complaint. And um, so it was easy, like, if somebody knew you were gay, you know, it was easy to to blackmail you. And it has to do with that and everything. It was, but it was pretty good. It was a good movie. Uh, it's on YouTube in like 10 parts. Um, it's interesting. Pretty interesting. The next one I watched was um, Save the Tiger with Jack Lemmon. Uh, if you haven't seen this, I went for years never watching this. I knew Jack Lemmon won an Oscar for it. Um, but, you know, the name of it, Save the Tiger, I, I was like, well, what the fuck is this about? I didn't even know. And I got this at, uh, I think, at Big Lots. And uh, it's fucking good, man. It's I, I see, you know, the whole the story and everything. It was it was really good. Um, so I encourage people to watch that one. I think the Descendants. I talked about that last week, didn't I, with Clooney? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I I cried. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny and crying all at the same time. It's almost like sex. Uh, well, crying. 
usually that's after and it's funny during <laughs> and in retrospect. Next thing I watched, uh, and this one, like I said, if I would make a list uh, for top movies of the year, top 10, this would be in my top 10, right up there close to the top for me, just IMO in my opinion. Um, The Hunted with Willem Dafoe and Sam Neill, I watched it on Comcast In Demand, and I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, Next thing I watched was, what the fuck is this? Oh, The Seventh Curse. And I think that this was a Jake McLarge huge recommend Mm -hmm. because that's the only thing I can think of why I had it. And I had it on my iPad and just started – I was like, what's this? And I started watching it. It is fucking – there were parts of it where I literally was snorting out my fucking nose. (laughs) It was that – just – Outrageous. Uh, Chow Young Fat is in it. He's not like the main guy. Um, I think the main guy, and I cannot remember. I'm not trying to be like a racist American asshole, but he was in Fatal Termination. But I cannot remember what his name is. And boy, did they have a a hot fucking chick in this. And there, at one scene, she comes up out of this like uh, waterfall with this long white shirt that's completely soaked that you can see through and you're like wow my god jesus christ and then like later on she ditches that nice. and uh it's she she was hot Woo-ha. and this movie was only like 70 like 71 minutes long but it was worth <laughs> every fucking second of it was great and the last thing i watched was battle royal and um I rented this on iTunes, and I have to say, I know you didn't like it, or uh, you didn't love it. Yeah, I don't love it. it was, I don't dislike but it. But I fucking thought it was great. So I'm, I'm, very, I'm in, See, I'm in the vast minority. I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. I, um, it had a lot of... Uh, I don't know. I knew what to expect and everything, but I had never seen it, and now that Hunger Games is coming out except at your theater. Uh, <laughs> it, they're re-releasing it uh, because it's, I guess, very comparable as far as the story and the kids. Well, yeah. it's, at, if it's, it's at every other freaking theater around <laughs> us, so it'd be a waste for us to get to waste our money on it because it would just be, you know, there's IMAXs and everything. You know, our old theater, if we showed it, I mean, you know, 20 people would show up all week. It'd be just a waste of money, so... Or ten thousand would show up. Or because they can get thousand. We always do show Harry Potter. That's really the big movie we ever show. So, oh god, I know. I, well, I've, yeah, I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. I've saw the, I, I, I've, uh, I've seen the first like four, but only I've saw the first two in the theater. Um, and then, I saw about the fifteen minutes of the first one, and I tapped out. It just was. <laughs> eh. Well, the. Um, I saw the first one in the theater because I heard everybody was so excited about it, and I read the book. Um, mm-hmm. like the day before, I, I don't think I've ever read a book so fast. It was full, it was good, but it, you know, it's for it's for written for teenagers, so it was it's not like a super complex story. And it was interesting. So I read. I mean, I, I didn't have anything going on, so I just read it and went and saw the movie. And I liked the first one. Um, then I went and saw the second one. I think I might have snuck into it actually because it was a day that I watched like three movies in a theater, and I think I just walked into it. It was either that or The Ring. Um, uh. but uh, I I didn't like the second one. And I didn't see any more of them for years until uh, I met my wife, and she loves Harry Potter, and she um, she had them on DVD and stuff. And I ended up watching the third and the fourth. I don't know how many there are, 
but I have not seen the last two. Um, I don't even know why I saw the one before the last one. Before Isn't Gary Oldman in one of them? Yeah, he's he's uh, he's like in some bad guy in prison. Yeah, um, I just remember seeing that poster. I don't remember his name, but he like talks yeah, through yeah. the fire or something. It's like a, his thing. George Smiley. George Smiley. Yes, I was just looking at yeah. a picture of of him on Tinker Taylor's. Uh, <laughs> um, he uh, or uh, these my sister's coworkers. Uh, you know, there's a, there's some of them that uh, I guess just told her point blank one time that uh, her daughter, who at the time I think was, I would say maybe 10, mm-hmm. told my sister that uh, uh, her daughter's, my niece, is going to go to hell because she lets her read and watch Harry Potter. That's true. Though. And my sister is very like uh, – She's kind of one of these people that <laughs> doesn't take any shit. And let's she gave them what for and how. And how. Yeah. Uh That's I didn't I didn't watch a whole lot this week. Um we're we're on a short week too, so uh I probably could have squozed in a couple more, but um I started I started watching this. I don't know why it was a random Netflix choice, but I watched uh, The Incredible Two-Headed Transplant um, nice. with Bruce Dern. Um, Who's his head transplanted? Is, is his head transplanted? No, he's the scientist that does it. Uh, uh, they, they, they I saw put, one with Rosie Greer. Rosie Greer and um, fuck, I can't remember what the other guy's name is, like an old British actor, and they transplanted his head onto Rosie Greer's body but he was like a rich maybe scientist or something and he expected them to tra- to cut off Rosie Greer's head and put his head on Rosie Greer's body but he wasn't cl- he wasn't clear about what he was saying so they just put his head right beside Rosie Greer's head that was so uh, he had two heads yeah <laughs> the thing with two heads yeah yeah and then he just the whole movie he was just like behind Rosie Greer with a big coat around both of them and it was the dumbest type of fuck. It's funny though. That's a nice motorcycle chase scene. It's kind of the same thing with the same, same kind of special effects here. They do they do a decent job of obscuring the fact that it's too like because what they'll do is when it shows the guy running around, it's obviously a dummy head, but they'll always, often put it in shadow or, or like kind of obscure it so you can't tell it's totally fake. Yeah. Um, it's pretty dumb though. Uh, <laughs> and Bruce Dern, man, Bruce Dern will fucking act in anything. I think. <laughs> he was a check casher there for a while, man. He um, still is. Yeah. Uh I watched Hired Killer or Technica de un Omicido Omicidio. Mm-hmm. Uh this is a, a kind of a hitman Euro crime movie from the sixties. Uh it's gotta be an early Franco Nero f- uh movie. It's it's Robert Weber, but Franco Nero is kind of like his kind of his helper. Um mm-hmm. it was an interesting take on the on Eurocrime because he is an assassin, and he's got. It's like a one last job kind of thing. Um, it's a little slow, but I think that's more of a product of its time. Like if it if it took place in the seventies, it would have been more sleazy. I think um, it was pretty good though. And Franco Nero, I posted an image of it on our Facebook group. But he Mr. Looks, Chris, a fucking baby face, man. <laughs> he looked like a kid. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, Curate. It was right around Django time. So I mean, he was in Django. Django. Was, this was in sixty six. So. Just throw um, a beard and a mustache on him and some mud. Yeah. I mean, he looks a lot older then. Um, it was pretty good. 
Uh, I have uh, I watched the uh, Virgins from Hell Mondo Macabre DVD. Um, it's the Indonesian. I don't know how to describe it. It's it's a revenge movie, I guess. It's kind of a, almost like a women in prison film too. And there's fucking ridiculous things in it. The funniest being, which you can probably see in a trailer online if you just type in "Virgins from Hell." But this, I guess she's supposed to be jumping the motorcycle, but it's obvious it's on a uh, just a rope. She's just gliding along, and the guy shoots the ro- the motorcycle out of the air with a rocket launcher. It's really funny. Yeah. It just explodes in midair. Uh, no, actually, it's a machine gun that makes it explode. <laughs> Um, mm. it's a pretty, it's an over the top movie. We need to do some Indonesian action movies at some point. Um, it's fun. It's funny just watching these and, uh, thinking about, you know, these poor stunt men that obviously had no, uh, <laughs> no safety regulations at all. Fucking taking these big falls and stuff. So, um, it was pretty fun. I need mm. to watch, I need to watch the, the extras for it. So, um and then I watched this morning I watched uh Rancho Deluxe with Jeff. Oh, that's a great movie. Sam Waterston. This is on I liked that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is on Instant. I liked it too. The um it's okay, I didn't Slim Pickens, I wasn't sure who he was. Uh, <laughs> uh No, I'm sorry. I'm what? watching uh um uh, old woman gets fucked or humped by a dog on your webpage because it reminded oh. <laughs> me of chimpanzee rapes a frog, oh, right, which right. got over really well with some of my friends. <laughs> I hate oh, to interrupt you there, but I didn't see the dog fucking the old woman until just now. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah oh, Slim Pickens. Okay, he was the older guy with the mustache. He was Slim I liked his Pickens. character. He was funny. Um, the uh, that's what I thought. That's what I was thinking. But and okay. We, we we should probably review this sometime, but for some reason, I, I associate uh, Bruce Dern and Harry Dean Stanton together. I, they're not really the same, like yeah. similar actors, but they, of, they remind me of each other for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you sort I was, of similar? I, I wanted to ask who you who you prefer, like who if you had to choose, like you, well, somebody's going to give you a Bruce Dern movie and a Harry Dean Stanton movie. Is there is one actor going to sway you to watch it first? Hmm. Well, I would say Bruce Dern because most of the time he would be either the star or the main villain in the movie. Yes. Whereas Harry Dean Stanton, almost without question, is always just a second and yeah, second guy, a, or, like a just like a bit part a lot of the mm-hmm, times, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but Harry Dean Stanton's great. Bruce Dern, you know, he's just that fucking evil, crazy woodchuck look. <laughs> You know, I, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I like Bruce Dern, though. I think I prefer. But I love Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, like I think I love. prefer Harry Dean Stanton because yeah, I like his. I like his. Uh, like kind of, he has like that sad bastard face, even if he's not a sad huh? bastard. Just something that I like about his his face. I think that. Um, but he was funny in this movie too. I liked him a lot, and uh, getting a blowjob next to a cedar, which was pretty funny. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I think that I think this is true trivia that Jeff Bridges met the, there's a scene where they're in a like a diner uh-huh. and he's talking to this girl that like is waiting on him and that girl was just a girl who lived in the town that they were shooting the movie in and they put her in the movie and he fucking ended up marrying her and they've been married ever since 
Oh, really? I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, he met his wife on the set of that, and she just had a bit part, and they've been together forever. Uh, It was good. Um, I don't know why they chose Sam Waterston to be a yeah American, but uh, (laughs) but he's. It's funny how Jeff Bridges just kept saying "damn Indians" (laughs) throughout the movie. Um, I like their little uh, scam where they would just go shoot a fucking big beef, <laughs> shoot a cow with a fucking with a, with goddamn rifle. buffalo gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't uh, seen that good. Time. Yeah, you should yeah. check it out. We we should review it. It'll be a good one. We could do like a modern day western double feature, maybe. Yeah, sounds like a good idea to me. Well, that's all I got. Uh, Ready to yeah, go. we're going to go a while now. I hope everybody doesn't get upset, but we're going to, after this week, we're going to go a while where we like watch movies that are good <laughs> or that we think will at least be good or yeah, that right, will. Right. We're going to pick things that we, we're, you know, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> yeah. you, can't, you can't get this week back. There's just, you can't. It's, it's over. Uh, this is uh, this is like the funeral for this week. Do you have a preference which you uh, of which you have a fuck? Let's just get through it. Let's do fear first. How about that? <laughs> Since I mentioned it first, uh, let's take a break and come back, and we're going to review <sighs> a piece of uh, '90s gold. Yay! Oh, what? Fear. Mark Wahlberg, Reese Witherspoon. Fear. We'll be right back. When you're watching movies, are you sick of remakes, reboots, reimaginings, reinventions, and Reese Witherspoon? Are you fed up with movies where giant robots try to remake Enter the Dragon? (laughs) Do you think that torture porn is vastly inferior to 1970s drive-in porn? Do you find Botox actresses with fake tits and action heroes with no chest hair a turn-off? Do movies where no single shot lasts more than two and a half seconds piss you off? Yeah, me too. That's why I do Paleo Cinema Podcast, a podcast for films more than 20 years old. So if you think the Cicerese is a guy and that Myrna Loy is a kind of metal, you need Paleo Cinema Podcast. Go to paleo-cinema.com and do yourself a favour. I don't think I properly uh, explained it earlier. This is this double feature this week was chosen by the cinematic cinematicist himself, Justin, uh, from the freaking awesome network. So this is this is Justin's bag, man. And uh, Zom is not a big fan of the Marky Mark, as you guys may know already, and he's not a big fan of the Reese Witherspoon. So this was Justin's pick for him. 
uh, star, starring both. Um, so we have Fear, 1996. Um, a 16-year-old girl takes up with a charming young man who quickly shows his colors when he beats a friend simply for walking with her and then goes totally ballistic after she tries to break up with him. <laughs> it's a weird synopsis. Uh, this is directed by James Foley, who I don't recognize the name of. And as I said already, uh, starring Mark Wahlberg, Reese Witherspoon, William Peterson, and Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Uh, Zom, I'm going to let you take the lead here since this was uh, the pick for you. Well, I will... Um I hate to spoil like how I feel about this movie, you know, <laughs> you, as far as grading it. Huh? Had you seen this movie before? No. Oh, that's right. We why would I fuck? Why would I fucking have seen this before? I don't know. We talked about this last week. I forgot. Oh, we talked about James Foley last week. So we talked about Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. The, now, okay, that's good. Oh, he God. went on to make that, and I like that. Um, I hated this fucking movie. I hated every fucking minute of watching it other than seeing Alyssa Milano's big ass titties and seeing her ass in one scene. Um, I fucking despised it. I fucking turned it off probably 20 times, uh, while watching it fast forwarded it. Uh, I did everything I could to get through it. Um, I fucking hated it. I fucking hated it. And I fucking hate Marky Mark and I fucking Reese Witherspoon. I wanted to fucking kick her in the fucking stomach as hard as I could. I wanted to beat his ass. I fucking hate his fucking guts. I cannot stand that motherfucking poser piece of shit with his stupid fucking scowl on his face and his little steroided up fucking body and all this bullshit. And she looks like if you took the comic strip character, have you ever seen the comic strip character Henry? He's like this ball-headed kid. That's what her head is shaped like if you put a blonde wig on it with that pointy f- – except Henry didn't have a fucking pointy chin. She has a sh- this fucked up like forehead that oh kind of bulges out like – huh? I said, really, Henry? Oh, this fucking sh- horrible. And, 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 and not only – okay, not only do I hate both of them and he can't act for fucking shit um, – uh, uh, Nicole forever. You know, you know, uh, you know, I love you. You know, uh, I come over to, to visit your daughter. You know, I love you. I love her. Forever. And she's really cool. And there's forever. A, um, there's and a, there's a new promo video like, for Tenacious D's new album. Um, and the, the Kyle, there's a scene where mm-hmm. it shows him in the insane asylum, like, and he's standing in the mirror, like doing something to his stomach, and he turns around and wipes it off, and it says, Jack forever. <laughs> Nice. It just got released. Well, I thought that was funny. <laughs> whoever told this stupid fuck that he could fucking act? Okay, he was in a goddamn Calvin Klein commercial because uh, he fucking took his shirt off fucking every two seconds, wore baggy fucking pants. He can't act for shit. He still can't fucking act. At least in this, he was he was you know young, but he has not. He his range is exactly the same now as what it was. In fucking when was this fucking piece of shit made? Nineteen ninety six. Okay, he, he has no range. He scowls, and that's it. And that's fucking all there is to him. William Peterson, I think, is a pretty good actor. I like him and, and other stuff. And you know, Amy Brennerman's in it. 
she plays the mother, and I remember her mostly from Heat. She was De Niro's like love interest. Um, another thing, I mean, th- this this dude in this fucking movie. <laughs> um, my sister dated a guy like this. Okay, uh-huh. which made which made it like almost even twice as grating, and fucking it just it's just uh, then that fucking song it just fucking he he's just a piece of shit I fucking hate this fucking movie uh, I'm trying to think of stupid shit that was in it okay I I don't even fucking honest to God it's just th- that's the, the the whole fucking review of this movie is going to be just like what I'm saying right now okay well I, I can I can help fucking you. horrible. Um, there were scenes in it that were just stupid as shit. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I even if uh, it was made to, it, it was made the, 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 the whole style of the movie and everything that, that happens is to elicit a response, which it did, which is Dang. that I fucking. <laughs> Anger. I hated the. I hated his character, which I was supposed to. So maybe they did a good job. But um, and then I can't stand the, the 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 fucking parts where. And I don't give a fuck if I spoil the whole fucking movie. I don't give a shit. Well, let's not. Uh, let's not because it is on instant. People can go out and check it out and, and join in on the, on the fun. But um, I mean, when when the guy when when in a movie like this, when the person becomes almost like a goddamn uh, super monster. Uh, and and it's like they can't be stopped, and and you know all of a sudden he's just this goddamn he's like the fucking Terminator or something. It was just fucking ridiculous. It's dumber than shit. The fucking girls are going out and they're dressed like you know. I can't believe you said I'd look like a whore. Well, <laughs> you look that. like a fucking whore. You're walking around with your goddamn almost you, you know with uh, all the girls like the girls are walking around. And, and yeah, it looks for me. Yeah, it looks good. But I mean, you think okay, if you were their dad or whatever, and they're walking around with mini skirts on that you can see their goddamn asshole every time they fucking bend over. <laughs> uh, you know, give me a fuck break. And and then just it just was irritating as shit. The whole fucking movie is just irritating. <laughs> it's fucking irritating. Well, uh, for for anyone for anyone like with the nostalgia for the '90s, this movie will give you. Some kind of enjoyment. Um, the, the 90s, 90s haven't 90s. been gone long enough to fucking have nostalgia. No, well, come on. It's it's been it's been this movie's almost twenty years old. Um, the uh, it reeks of it reeks of nineties, especially like the beginning. It reeks of, of like shit. It, it reeks of poo poo. The <laughs> the 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 clothing is very uh, mid nineties. I had a different history. I had seen this before with this movie, and I saw it when I was 19 years old. I saw it on a date uh, while I was. It was probably my freshman year of college, depending on what month it came out. Might have been sophomore year. I didn't mind it when I saw it the first time. I was a dumb teenager, but I didn't really mind it. Um, well, I was like, uh, this was made in '96. I was like 30 years old when this okay. came out, <laughs> uh, and know, I hated that motherfucker then. And I didn't even know who Reese Witherspoon was at that time. And I, so I, I've I developed I a hatred for her. And I think, you know what, I think what I liked about it when I saw it the first time is that I thought it was kind of cool that Mark Wahlberg was an Alan actor, which, you know, I didn't, I wasn't uh, aware enough to know that, that it was bad acting because I had not seen a ton of movies. But the, um, you know, I'd only known him from, from this. <laughs> and it was kind of cool to see him like, you know, 
finger banging and cursing and you know stuff. Well, like that, here's so. another thing. Okay, if you're on a roller coaster and the girl's sitting with her butt like up against the back of the thing, you know, sitting in the roller coaster thing. Okay, I know everybody got a big thrill out of the fact that he's like supposedly fucking finger fucking her. Okay, uh, if she's sitting the way she was sitting, there was no way unless he was like down underneath her, and he, you know he's reaching over with his one hand. Okay. She's sitting on her fucking vagina, maybe, and her ass. Maybe oh. she just had. Maybe her labias are like like a foot long, so she's got a. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just uh, and that that whole thing is like, oh my god, it's like a roller coaster. Oh my god, I just uh, it's like Jesus fucking Christ, and that stupid fucking cocksucker. Uh, if I was the dad, as soon as he came over, the first time he came over, and he was like, "Hey, can I help you with that?" I, I I work in a nursery. I can help you with those trees. If you put a little water on them, they'll do this. Hello, Mister. Hello, Mister Zom. How are you today, sir? Uh, I really like your daughter. That I'd be like, get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. Any dad is not. You know, it was so transparent that the guy was just being a fucking. You know, trying to. You know, ah, uh, just it's just fucking shit. Um, now I gotta say though, Alyssa Milano made a good choice with the boob job. Mm. Now I was in love. Fucking with, a right. I was in love with Alyssa Milano in the eighties as a teen, as a young teen, and um, it didn't bother me that she was, had little boobs. But she she you know some people you could say that. Oh, and another one, Tiff, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, you've talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Another good boob job choice. Um, oh yeah. Know, I don't want to come across saying that all women need big jugs, but. You know, for some people, it fucking works, and <laughs> it worked for both of them. They have a very. If your belly look. sticks out further than your boobs, though, <laughs> and you got big boobs, right? Uh, what? Wait, what? Um, <laughs> now, um, there's an, and there's there's no way. So there's this there, there, there's this there's this dude in it that um, I called him. I, well, I just said there's no way that Alyssa Milano, an Alyssa Milano caliber chick, is going to be hot for this like. No, chubby, but I'm chubby, telling you, shaggy, goateed, stained listener. There is a way. I saw that. That's another reason why it just fucking irritates the shit out of me because I have seen that happen so many fucking times. <laughs> the stupid asshole girl that showed up on my goddamn fucking porch was this hot girl from high school, and she went with the dirtiest dirt bag scumbag and then wondered why when they got married that he was a, a fucking drug addict and a fucking piece of shit. And I, I told her, I fucking literally told her, I said, uh, what the fuck? Uh, seriously, I said, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but what did you expect? Right. right. It's, it's that, you know, some of them, the, it's the lore of the bad boy, you know, and that's the whole fucking movie. It's just, it's very simplistic and everything, but it's just irritating. And like I said, okay, if they would have took, um, if it would have been like Matt Damon and, um, uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, I don't give a fuck. Just name in two people about around the same age. Put it in this. This would still be just irritating as shit. The movie, um, t- from to me, the concept of the movie, it just maybe it's because I'm a guy. Maybe I'm sitting here thinking if that was my daughter. Maybe I'm sitting here thinking, what if this fucking asshole acted like that to me? Blah 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 and everything. But it's just so fucking irritating. It's like God. I by the time I was done with this, let me tell you something. If I did have a daughter and a guy showed up, I would probably punch him in the face right off the fucking bat, <laughs> just because of this fucking movie. <laughs> what? A, I mean, it, it, Jesus you just Christ! Start, there you was just nothing. Start yelling fear, fear when he's on the ground with, holding his jaw. With, with the exception of 
and somebody told me that. They said, wait until you see Alyssa Milano. Okay. Even when she has, you know, with those tits and she just, you know, everything, she, even in clothes, you know, I, if I could have just watched parts where she was in it, <laughs> then, you know, and uh, Reese Witherspoon just, uh, God. That's do a lot for you. Um, uh, and then when she was in that goddamn fucking Johnny Cash movie, and didn't she win an Oscar? I wanted to fucking puke. Slow like a train, fast like a van. No, um, she won. Oh, yeah. I think she won. There was a there was a hideous looking rave in it. Now this movie does something interesting because in the um, you know in the eighties it was always the the punks like. It didn't matter. Punk rockers were always the ones that were going to, like, if they were in the movie, they were probably going to be the bad guys that were, you know, breaking Uh something or breaking into a place or, you know, assaulting someone. Um, So they've made the, the, the grunge kids, I guess, the, the punks of the 80s, they've made them into this. Um, Mark Wahlberg does not fit in that group at all because he no. like, polo shirts like <laughs> shit like that. Little fucking him. like just a little fucking model, and that's and then, like I said, the fucking son of a bitch. If that fucker isn't on wasn't on steroids back then, I don't. I, I, he it's but it, no one will ever tell me that he fucking wasn't that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I don't give a shit. The fucker was ju- was juiced up, and it's like uh, that Eric Nyes that was on uh, the Real World. I mean, he had that little chiseled body like mm-hmm. that, too, and on the show. I mean, he was always taking his shirt off, and he was modeling and everything, and he came out and admitted he, he fucking did that shit, which is neither here nor there. I don't give a fuck. Fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> Piece of shit. Stupid. No. Uh, yeah, and he's supposed to be in with that group, and he looks like, you know. Yeah, but he was a hot. He was a hot ass. Well, the, uh, they, go, they go to that fucking raves. That fucking rave. I hated raves, but it just brought back, like, bad memories. But the uh, shaggy... Stained listener is a uh, he's a I gotta say he's an awesome dancer. <laughs> First of all, a guy that looked like that probably wouldn't be there, but he's just doing these little dance with like his little fists waving back and forth. It was really bad, but um, I did like when he got home uh, when she got home and uh, stepmom says, "Take off your makeup. You look like a slut." And this is as she's walking up the stairs uh, with the easy access mini skirt. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus like, really? Christ! The makeup is what makes her look like a slut. Uh. Yeah, and, and 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 when William Peterson's sitting there at the beginning, and she walks in and has this little skirt on, and and these little like she she like is wearing shit that like the black shoes with the little white socks and everything, and he's like, "You look like you're dressed like a little schoolgirl or something." Like, ah, what's it? But you know, I've heard all that shit before. I mean, just fucking <laughs> if you're a dad. I'm not even a dad, but I just from, you know, just Jesus Christ. I mean, dumb fucking dumb shit fucking dipshit girls. Then they got these fucking dumb fucking asshole, asshole guy. It's, it's that situation. And like I said, it's just the, irritate, the irritating part of this movie. Um, no, If the guy would have fucking murdered somebody and sat there and cut their, a baby's guts out and ate it. And William Peterson was like, you know, I think he's bad for you. Daddy, shut the fuck up. You know, <laughs> it's just irritating, man. I don't – it just – fucking God. <laughs> if I wanted to – it's like, okay, uh, let's just watch 20 or uh, you know, an hour and a half of somebody just standing there scraping their fingers on a chalkboard. Let me see. If fuck I'm, you. I'm load this up here. Oh, there we go. I hate Bush. <laughs> they play Bush a lot of fucking times in this movie. Um, the uh, but okay. Anyway, the um, 
speaking of William Peterson, when he's uh, standing there talking to his wife, brushing his teeth, wearing only a towel, they couldn't have gotten him any wetter. I'm like, usually you dry yourself out of the shower. He looks like he had he, baby oil on. <laughs> he was fucking glistening. But yeah. <laughs> it's like he's brushing his teeth. Like, you're dry by that point. You're not dripping wet. And uh, and then I, I, immediately afterwards, I said, I wonder if women think Marky Mark's floppy-lipped kissing technique is sexy. <laughs> No, because on IMDb, somebody even posted that uh, he he must not be a very good kisser or something. He fucking would. Somebody eat actually her put face. that on there, huh? He would eat her face. Yeah, and I said, I said I'm her sorry, face is but probably Marky as wet Mark, as dad's Mark chest. Wahlberg looks like a terrible kisser. <laughs> um, there's a there's a gimmick that they use a little too much. They go well to go to the well too many times. And to uh, use a, a gorilla monsoon term, um, the. Uh, setting the clock back to avoid curfew or to confuse I mean yeah. it's like the you know these people only have ever, ever have one clock and dad was working on a on a on a Mac I know he had a clock on his computer so there was no reason why he should have been confused about what time it is they there's been a clock nobody on the Mac since the mid 80s How's your mother <laughs> nobody can outsmart him he's smart he's wicked smart I hate that fucking stupid dick. Is it? Funny? I hate the. I hate the way he fucking talks, man. Oh my god. Is it funny to you that at all that they that they did make a finger banging on a roller coaster into a, a romantic scene? Uh, <laughs> he, no, I didn't. I, I didn't even think that was hot, and I didn't even think it was funny. I it, was just like, this is so obvious. It's just. It was just stupid. In most movies, this, that would have been really sleazy, uh, but they made it. Yeah, you know, like, okay, I remember doing person. that to a, a, a fucking girl when I was like in, what, seventh grade? Uh-huh. You know, and this stupid twat is so goddamn dumb that she thinks that like, oh, you know, this guy is fucking like fingering my fucking vagina in public. Oh, my God, that's so he loves me. <laughs> dumb douchebag. She's a stupid, dumb douchebag. And Ryan Phillippe, I thought it was hilarious when they got a, when uh, she made that Johnny Cash movie. Mm-hmm. He actually came out and said, and like a and when to a reporter, my wife finally made a movie that I would want to go see. And then they got divorced like right after that. Which I mean, she's just that dumb twat. She's probably the same. She probably is that character. She probably was in love with that dumb shit. No, I it, it I wrote the note in the middle. And I still feel about it afterwards. But it's, I said I kind of liked the first thirty minutes of the movie, but for me, I think it was more of a nostalgia thing because, like I said, this is this movie came out at a time like I was about I was a little older than her character and probably about Mark Wahlberg's character's age. And you know, I, I shit on the '90s a lot, but there's a lot of stuff I liked about the '90s too. Like there was some great music. NWO, NWO was good in the night. <laughs> that was a little later, but. Uh, you know the the first thirty minutes of it with like dating and all that kind of stuff. It kind of gave me the nostalgic feel for the nineties, which it I got. I will say this: it, it went slowly. I mean, it went quickly, quickly away and <laughs> fluttered out to nothing. But um, you know, for the first thirty minutes, I was like, you know, maybe this isn't going to be so bad. And then it fucking turns into a yeah. lifetime original. Uh, yeah, well, a lifetime original with a, finger, with a finger banging. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, you you hit the nail on the head. It could have it could have very easily. They had a movie with Fred Savage, uh, and well, I don't think it was Reese Witherspoon. It might have been where he was like a high school wrestler and everything, and he started dating her. And mm-hmm. then when uh, he was like real jealous and all that shit, and then she broke up with him. And I, I think it might have been based on a true story. He ended up killing her. Oh, and uh, um. But it's the same fucking thing. 
I mean, it's like you said. It's just, uh, uh, but I'm trying. Okay, I, now I know that I am biased because I don't like either one of the lead characters, uh-huh. and that's why when I said if it, it could have been, if two other actors were. If if you just want to make a movie where it's like okay, let's see how p- fucking pissed off and irritated you could be by people being and it's just so fucking stupid. William Peterson was just so damn fucking. Uh. But I mean, you know, you're put in that position, and you know, what are you going to do? But still, I don't, I don't know. It just fucking was. I, I, I it did. I, there was the only entertainment in it was that even Reese Witherspoon. There was a couple of scenes if you cut her fucking head off, you know, when she had the little <laughs> skirt on and stuff like that. But she just looked. Uh, I don't know. I just I hated it. I hated I, every fucking minute of it. What I ended up getting enjoyment out of was laughing at certain things. Um, like uh, I, I, I laughed when um. When, uh, what was his name in the movie? What was Mark Wahlberg's name in the movie? Uh, David David, David, David McCall. Um, when David comes into her room and, uh, he's standing there and then it shows him pull down the sheet and then it flashes back and he's fucking butt naked like instantly. I I laughed. I was like, damn, he's like superhero clothing change there. (laughs) He's like, Hey, Hey, what's I, up? That gave me a good Dude, laugh. Is your mother is your mother and father out of town? Now the mother, <laughs> father, how's the, your, how's your donkey? Uh, what what can uh, easily sum up this movie for me is Bush happens. Um, I I I hate the band Bush. I don't. I've never liked any of their music, and mm. just in certain parts of this movie where I felt like this might be all right. Bush happens. It happens. It sums it up nicely. He's in a coffee shop and they're playing this like kind of this rap song. I guess I don't. I didn't recognize who it was. And I was like, hey, oh, this soundtrack might turn out being okay. And then a fucking Bush song plays immediately afterwards. I'm like, fuck! It just pulls the rug out. And that's this whole movie for me. <laughs> um, I'm nostalgic for certain aspects of the movie uh, just because I grew up then. But then Bush happens. So. Um, mm. but the, the, the part, you know, when I said lifetime original, the part where it turns around is like, is the dad given the whole, like you're living under my roof, blah, blah, blah speech. Um, and I think I posted a little clip of it. The acting in that is r- atrocious and it's just really corny. Um, I did laugh at the, the chest slams that he did. <laughs> yes. I mean, just so stupid. And you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you something that I guarantee you that wasn't in the script. And he's like, I'll fucking beat on my chest because, you know, that's what I would do. And it would look really cool because I'm badass. Oh, the part that I posted on our Facebook group was the part where she's confronting him about the bruised chest. And, oh, wow. The dramatic camera pan to Marky Mark's face um, when she gets into her car is fucking laughable. It was really funny when it it shows her getting in his convertible. And then it pans down and it shows him, like, looking over his shoulder. It's like, da-da. Oh, man. Oh, it's so cliche, too. I mean, like, okay. No, I've said this a million times about movies. I mean, I mean, if the guy would have pulled up in a fucking like a a, a fucking Cavalier or something like that, <laughs> every goddamn movie, no, every, nobody can. Everybody has to have a vintage car. I mean, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! I'm surprised. Now, at least they didn't make it a goddamn old Mustang, which there well, wasn't that many drove. goddamn. 
Huh? That's what the dad drove. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. I mean, Jesus Christ. I think these directors, they get like, they're like, okay, I've got power now. I can have any car I want. What's, what's, what's my dream car? Okay. It's a, it's a fucking Mustang. Okay. So every goddamn movie on the planet, everybody has a vintage Mustang. It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but there ain't that many goddamn vintage Mustangs left in the fucking world. <laughs> um, Dumb shit fucking movie. It was pretty awesome. When he drives there. a fucking Corvair. Yeah. Isn't this, isn't that the car that exploded when he had it? That's why I bought it because it's misunderstood. That's how I feel. It's misunderstood and it explodes when it's angry, <laughs> when it gets all wet and fired up, and I'm gonna finger your pussy. It was it was uh, pretty awesome when he picked he's up. He's horrible. It was pretty awesome when he picked up Milano like a caveman and like smacked her ass. Her. That was he cut. like pawed yeah. it. He like smacks yeah. and then like drags it like spreads her ass cheek open. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty awesome. Um, the. Uh, I got another uh, reminder in the movie when dad says, the pain will go away, honey, I promise. And then I said, I wish dad could make that same promise to me. Um, and I thought, <laughs> a, I thought a car explosion, a car explosion would have been, would have made the car chase scene a little more exciting. <laughs> I kind of thought it was going to happen. I didn't remember what happened at that point. If I had a fucking daughter and she showed up with a black eye like that, uh, there would be one less. I would beat his ass. I would have beat his ass with a baseball bat. Their house, I, I fucking, their house uh, is pretty pretty awesome. I, I was very jealous of that house. Um, you'd have to have some fucking serious money to have a house like that. Oh, I know the part where, like, right off the bat, it's like, hey, when you come over, here's the here's the uh, here's the uh, the the number sequence to the the key lock. Right, right. And then as soon as he fucking petted the dog, I knew what was going to happen. I mean, it's just like everything was just bam, bam, bam. Set it up, and then it falls, you know, then everything. Oh, I, I, the part, you'll get a laugh out of this. My t- <laughs> the part where the dog, I won't spoil anything, the part where the dog comes back through the doggy door. Um, yeah. My dog totally growled and got pissed at that. <laughs> My dog was just like, Rrr. I'm like, you, you have no idea, dog, do you? <laughs> it was really funny. Um, the, yeah, so Nicole forever. That's about it. Forever. Um, let's, and he has to spell it forever. I mean, forever. Jesus Christ, you stupid fuck. <laughs> God. Let's get into our ratings. Why don't we? And I ever seen anybody give themselves a tattoo like that? With smearing, and then, smearing the ink in? He just takes the, like... He scratches it into his skin and then takes this fucking ballpoint pen, breaks it open, gets the ink all over his hand, and then just rubs it like he's rubbing lotion on his chest and then just washes it off. And there's like this uh, – there's no blood. There's no nothing. I mean it's just like – and he spells it forever, E-V-A. With a four. With a number four, Eva. Yeah. What a dumb fuck. Yeah. He's going to regret that tattoo. What a dummy. <laughs> what do you Fuck rate this movie? I don't even grade it. I fucking would never watch it. I will never watch it again. I wouldn't have watched it. And I almost didn't even, I was, I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck this fucking movie. Come on, give it a score. Uh, the the lowest I can give it. And it would be like a, I mean, a I guess it'd be a one. I hated it. I fucking hated every fucking minute of it. It was, it was picked to push my buttons. It pushed my fucking buttons. And I hate the fucking movie. I'll never watch it. I don't like anybody in it except Alyssa Milano's tits. And she's even a snaggletooth a little bit. Uh, I don't give a fuck. Fuck speaking it. Of so, speaking of showgirls. Um, the, uh, yeah. 
It just was horrible. Nostalgia got some extra points for me uh, just because of the time period. It's a a time capsule of the mid nineties. Yeah. Uh, I give it, I won't, I won't watch this again either. Um, And I've completely opposite. I'd say when I saw it when I was younger, I probably would have said like a a top 10. I probably would have said a top 10 of 96. Um, I probably would have given it a six. Now, I'd say like a 3.25, maybe a three. We'll just go around three. This, if if you have no, if you have no fond memories of the nineties, this film might be a waste of time for you. It is comical at times and how like ridiculous some things are. If you like like lifetime style stuff with, I think a girl, I think most girls that I I shouldn't say, I don't want to be generalization, but I think a girls would like it more than guys. Probably. I mean, you know, it's definitely, uh, it shows off, you know, he takes his shirt off a lot and shit like that. But so, you know, you got some eye candy in there and it's, it's, it's more of a cautionary tale for like parents and daughters as opposed to it is, you know, a fucking cut. Jesus. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make, uh, it doesn't make guys, it doesn't paint any of the men in a very positive light. Um, even the dad kind of like, you know, he's always, is this the first movie that this stupid fuck was in Mark Wahlberg? I don't know. Yeah. Probably. Well, let me look. Um, but you know, this is a this is not not a good movie at all. Um, but you know, if you love the night, no, it's not. It Renaissance no, Man, was, uh, Basketball Diaries. I don't remember him in Basketball Diaries. I don't. Remember yeah. Him. Well, he was Leonardo DiCaprio's buddy. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, you know, just whatever. Whatever. That fucker. I, I cannot believe that son of a bitch. Like. Uh, that's uh, I mean he still fucking makes movies he gets like I'm sure he makes like gets big money mm-hmm. and he sucks he fucking sucks I don't I don't mind him nearly as much as you I don't mind either one of them as much as you do um, he sucks I've enjoyed quite a few movies he was in so um, you know no, he, the, the movie the t- Italian job and you know Perfect Storm oh, oh my god uh, I Heart Huckabees I like that one I bet you would hate I Heart Huckabees. Uh, I have Huckabees. I want to fucking cuss out Lily Tomlin, too. <laughs> I like that one. Um, I hated them. The Departed. Um, yeah. So. No, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying that he isn't in movies that are good. Right, right. I'm saying he sucks. He, his, <laughs> he has no range at all. At all. Nothing. His gimmick is no better now than it was when he fucking was in this fucking turd. Well, he shows his he shows his abs. That helps, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Stupid fucking dumb shit, fucking moron. <laughs> I I'm not even gonna look at this picture. And then that stupid fucking show. Uh, hey, I'm gonna make a show about my life. It's gonna be called Entourage. <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> cunt. Stupid fucking cunt from Boston. Go fuck yourself. All right. So we got a Jeez. one and a three. Thanks, Justin, for the recommendation. Yeah, thanks, dude. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a break and come back and do Justin's pick for me of a film that I have. This this, this whole fun in the past. episode is not even. I mean, it's like no fun at all. It's not even fun. <laughs> we're gonna do uh, 1995's uh, Paul Verhoeven's Showgirls. And and Justin, I think you have killed listener uh, suggestions. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. 
You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store. <laughs> we're, we're back from break. <laughs> boredom. Uh, yeah, next movie, speaking of boredom, two, uh, 2000, 1995's Showgirls. Zom, would you like to introduce the movie here? All right. A young drifter named Nomi arrives in Las Vegas <laughs> to become name. a dancer. And soon sets about crawling, clawing, and pushing her way to become the top of the Vegas showgirls. <laughs> uh, now, unlike Fear, this is a movie I also saw when it came out. Probably on video. I don't think I saw this in the theater. And I did not like it at all. I fucking hated it. And... Never went back to it. Now, to, to for a movie to have as much titty in this as this does, you know, and me to hate it has to say something. I never revisited it. So um, I was hoping that I would kind of have a flip-flop from fear and enjoy this. Now, I love RoboCop. And we're talking about Paul Verhoeven movies here. I avoided Starship Troopers for a long, long time because I just always heard it was a bad movie. Um, but it made sense when I finally saw it. I and it was I didn't see it for the first time until recently, and it was great. And I was hoping, like maybe when I came back to revisit this, um, that I would have I would see like the point or, you know, just get it and make you know, like okay, okay, this makes sense now. I, I'm 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 all, I'm all about this. It, you know, it's blah 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 or it's blah blah blah, but. But, but, after watching it, but. and what's your rating? I mean, um, so, yeah, <laughs> if we could do that, right? If you, honest to God, if you want to do that right now and just get to the goddamn feedback and just quit, <laughs> that's fine with me. Well, I uh, wish that- we would have fucking, we could have just said, we're, we're, we're reviewing Fear and Showgirls this week. What's your rating for Fear? What's your rating for Showgirls? Let's go to feedback, and that's it. Well, Justin's the only feedback we have this week, so I don't know. Well, how, then how we wouldn't even do that. <laughs> I don't know how much in a hurry you are to hear it. So. No, I'm not. Um, now, I was excited to see this back in the day because uh, I, I, you know, when I was younger, I watched Say by the Bell, and I was like, holy shit, you get to see Jesse's titties. 
Um, yes. and you get to see Jesse Spano's titties quite a bit. Um, I forgot actually how much she takes her top off. Maybe I did not see the, uh, uh, the NC 17 version back in the day, or, you know, maybe I saw an R rated version or something. I'm not sure, but, um, she's not, uh, she's not too shy about taking it off. So it's kind of weird a couple times when she does get shy about like putting ice on her nipples. or something. <laughs> Like, really? You're going to worry yeah. about that? Um, I'm glad to see that uh, Jesse was also wearing the uh, the same jeans that she rocked and saved by the bell. <laughs> These fucking high waisted jeans that did uh, not. Uh, they were ugly, terrible. ugly, ugly jeans. She had a nice floral print print blouse on too, but uh, I can't complain about the side boob that it showed. So. Um, now I cannot fucking stand uh, when I say Jesse. For those of you that don't know, Jesse Spano from Saved by the Bell, uh, Elizabeth Berkeley. She's the the star of this movie. I don't know how many of our listeners watched Say by the Bell, um, but you know it is what it is. She was on that show for four yeah. years, playing kind of like a, a an uptight feminist type character, very smart. And in this movie, she licks stripper poles and she's uh, <laughs> so gross. She, and she fucks like one of those um, those like inflatable like. Uh, doll things you see in front of a car dealership. <laughs> it's just like so un. Everything is just so unsexy. I like her. I I think she's hot. Uh, <sighs> I don't think she's unattractive. She's got some big teeth. I don't even think she's on. I think she. I mean, whatever. It's just opinion. Go ahead. But I, I don't. Th- I think she's attractive. She's got a nice figure. Uh, she's got a good <laughs> set of tits. Um, she's got her teeth are bad, but they're not as bad as she got big teeth, but they're not as bad as Gershon. So. Um, I'd take Gershon over her like every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Honest to God, it's a in this movie it was a toss up for me. Now, the, like it, just by looks alone. But I'm not just saying her. I'm saying every everything in this movie is is there's how they did this. I don't know. And like I said, I know that the girls on film, you know, they were saying that there was a reason for all this that. He was. It was like a or a uh, not a critique, or, but you know, just a. He was talking a lot about misogyny and just whatever. But I mean, if his goal was to to somehow take like a bunch of naked women and put them in sexual scenes, but make it totally unsexy. There's. I mean, there's nothing in this movie to me that's that's like. It's not it's just not sexy at all, and no. it's probably it's not supposed to be. I don't think, and I think that from what they were saying, people just don't get it that it's not supposed to. You know, people expect it. it's like Coyote Ugly or something, but Coyote Ugly just sucked, and it wasn't trying to make a fucking statement. <laughs> I think he was trying to make a statement, but it's just it's just fucking. Just, well, yeah, no, no characters make any sense in the goddamn movie. Like nobody ever stays. Like one thing, everybody just fucking changes with the breeze, except for maybe uh, Nomi's friend that makes dresses. Like she's probably the only like stable like character in the movie. Everybody else, you know, one and one on one hand they're gonna you know they're gonna be friendly to somebody, and then all of a sudden they're gonna fuck somebody over, and then they're still gonna be friends afterwards. Like it's just the, the people just change; they change for no reason. And 
I did figure it out. So, you know, I said RoboCop, RoboCop was about showing the, like the absurdity and the, and, and dangers of the, like the corporatization of society and like, you know, privatization mm-hmm. of prisons and stuff. Starship troopers kind of mocking this military industrial complex and, you know, kind of show, paralleling it with Nazism and fascism and all that. And showgirls now showgirls discusses the evils of the dancing industry in Las Vegas. So we want to, we, we're staying under the same umbrella. We're, we're tackling the big issues. This, you know, the stilted acting and the, the overlong story and, and all that. It, it, I think it serves to really put like the reality, put these bitches in their place because who do they think they are? They're going to just like, you know, be like all naked all the time and stuff. And, you know, it's really a warning flag to all these innocent girls out there to just keep it simple and stay in the strip clubs. Don't, 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 don't try to make something. <laughs> is that what they're <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is honestly when I when I thought coming back to this, I thought maybe I was going to see that kind of thing. Like you know, RoboCop makes sense for in that bigger picture. It's a violent, violent movie, but it's got an underlying message. Starship Troopers the same way. You know, everybody's right. everybody's very beautiful and and acts kind of over the top and silly, but it has a reason. This one, it's just trashy. It's not like there's no fucking point other than showing tits and almost vagina. That was kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> I think what I think well, there's a part where uh, Nomi's dancing for uh, Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin's character, and yeah, the lap dance. Yeah, the lap dance. Now she did not have pants on, but I don't know if she was wearing something that kind of like cupped over her vag or something. But there's definitely, definitely something like not like she almost had a Barbie doll looking crotch. It's yeah, weird. it's probably covering up her fucking dick. <laughs> no, no, stop. She's um, big. She's a she's she's a big girl, but you know, just tall, big. Yeah. Um, they probably just had one of those. Um, um what do they do? Like when they, I don't know, like a clear. It's like a flesh colored piece of tape, yeah. so that her lips don't fucking splooge all over. It was somebody's job to put to tape tape up her vag and put tape up on her it. balls and put makeup on it to. Uh, <laughs> to blend, um, it puts the lotion in the basket. The uh, I, I really cannot stand Elizabeth Berkeley's like uh, upset acting, and it's on oh display. she's awful. She's, she's really bad. Fucking awful. It, it it's on display very early here. When and you know that fucking Charlize Theron, like was reading for her part, and Sharon Stone was trying was reading for the part for uh the uh, what's her face? The one with the big teeth, Gershon. Gershon. Now, would that have been a different movie? It would have been a. That one might. Have, At least it would have had decent acting in it. Yeah, maybe. Well, see, Gina Gershon is not bad, but even she was fucking annoying in this movie. Like, there's a scene that made me think of that when she she's kind of walking in, and she's always on. Like, Gina Gershon is never like a real person in this movie. And she's, hey, darling. Yeah, and she like even the way she walks got on my nerves because she's just like does this strut all the time, and it's so dumb looking. I don't know. I don't this know. It's a dumb movie. It is, and it's, it's way fucking too fucking long. dumb. Uh, now, I remembered. I remembered Elizabeth Berkeley's like dramatic acting from Saved by the Bell. I posted a clip of it of her freaking out over pills. <laughs> Did you watch that clip? No, but I took some pills. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's the, 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 
episode of Saved by the Bell where she gets addicted to like caffeine, or not caffeine pills, like uh, no dose or something like that. It was kind of their anti drug episode or whatever. And she kind of freaks out because Zach finds out and he won't let her have the pills. And oh, uh-huh. God, it's really awkward. Um, yeah, seriously. Okay. I took, like I said, two sleeping pills and I'm fucking like zonked out. I mean, I can't imagine how fucking pissed I would be and how irritated I would be. If I hadn't, I'm sedated right now, and this is the worst show we've ever fucking done. Um, no, yeah, it, when uh, with with Gershon, she was looking mighty scrumptious, uh, all naked up on the stage. Like she seemed to wear pasties, but I think she just like bedazzled her nips, and that was about yeah. it. Um, bedazzled. <laughs> And then they, and then it, you know, after we get to see Gina Gershon naked, then it flips to the uh, the big lady with their uh, likes to drop out her nipples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> her fucking like salami shirt. slice nipples. She had like some kind of fucking dress that if she, it, they just it like rolled down like blinds, window blinds or something. <laughs> and her nipples were fucking pointing up because they were just like fucking like floppy pancakes, like stuffed in this. Uh, uh, she um. She was kind of funny at times, though. <laughs> Some of her one-liners were crude enough to be funny. Um, the uh, I don't know if you saw him. There's a guy that lifts up the uh, a beaded curtain in the in the strip club, and I think he was the guy that sang the high pitch song in the royal court in Coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, I wish I could remember the words to the song. <laughs> that was a funny part of that movie. Um, I, I laughed at the guy doing his asshole shtick sh- when he when the during the um, the tryouts at the uh, what was the name of that hotel they were trying out at where they had I don't ridiculous know. stage shows the the star Gl- glitter star Gl- star the, hotel the, or something I've never been to one of those like uh, shows I've been to Vegas like five times I never went to any show like this yeah and I wouldn't want to I don't care if the fucking girl I mean okay uh, if it was like um, what the hell's the one? Ah, uh, uh, whatever. I don't even care. <laughs> now the I did. I laughed when he. Uh, he's Man, going, everybody got AIDS and shit. <laughs> like when he was walking through, walking down the line of women and telling them like like when he's pushing them off stage. Basically, when the one he said he said, "Come back when you fuck off some of this baby fat." <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> um. Somebody should play a drinking game every time Elizabeth Berkeley talks through her teeth or or um dramatically spins around when someone grabs her elbow. <laughs> you'd be fucking you'd be as drunk as Zom is right now. <laughs> um I was fading fast in this about half. You know what they call the useless piece of skin around the twat? <laughs> yes. A woman. Uh, I need a rim shot instead of the the crickets. Um that was that was that was another funny line, so the um I found I, I I made it through longer in this before checking the time than I thought. Uh, uh, I like that that's part of my review too. But I think I first realized there was an hour and twenty minutes left, so I, get, I made it through a good like forty five minutes before I checked the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I did it, but um, uh, I wrote this down. I don't remember. Somebody must have said this. She looks better than a ten inch dick, and you know it. Hmm. <laughs> I don't remember who said that one. Um, 
the there's the, the club owner was pretty sleazy and fun though the uh i didn't re- i recognized that guy he had really bad skin um robert davy robert davy god that yeah. poor guy um yeah, he looks like somebody. His face is on fire, and somebody put it out with golf a pair of golf shoes, <laughs> stomped his face out. Uh, he um, he says to one woman, uh, um, "If you want to come, if you if you want to last more than a week, give me a blowjob. First, I get you used to the money, then I make you swallow." And then there was another <laughs> another scene where he said, "It must be weird not having someone come on you." <laughs> I think that might be the yeah. line of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like. Uh, what? So there were so many lines like that where you're just sitting there going, "Really, <laughs> Dave? Yeah, just, somebody wrote that just in there to be crude." Um, now, uh, while a, while a, a set of jugs flopping in water is uh, nothing to scoff at, the the pool fucking just looked absolutely absurd. She she looks like the kind of I mean the way she fucks is just. It is. It's like a, it's like what I said. The those you know those tall like nudity things that they put on the air in front of car dealerships that kind of blow around. Yeah, <laughs> she just she just like gets on top of you and just like I I, I, I God. I mean, it's like I don't know who taught you how to fuck, but goddamn, it's yeah. not even fun to watch. I'm sure it wouldn't be fun to be down underneath that goddamn baboon. Yeah, I would have been. She's I could so just gross. see his <sighs> face. He probably would have been like. You know, if it showed his face instead of looking like into it, he would just wouldn't like pause there. She'd just be like jumping around. He's just looking at her like, um, are you? Yeah, like, okay? uh, uh, do you, uh, you, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, she's like going wacko, just fucking writhing. And I would like to see, no matter what guy it was, just look up and be like, okay, do you mind if I put it in first? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's yeah. gross, man. I'm telling you what she does to me. I don't know what it is, but she just looks like a damn. I can't. I cannot even explain why she just is. Even when she was on that. Now she was a little bit better looking when she was on Saved by the Bell, which I never watched. I just remember seeing like some reruns on TV or something. But there's just something about her in this movie that uh, I don't know if it's her hair or well, what. She no, just I mean, they make her trashy looking in this movie, but she's an attractive girl. I like her. And she so. cannot dance. She can't dance. She can't act. Uh, no wonder. I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised that her career went down the fucking tubes. In this, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, she's kind of made a. I think she does stage acting and stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, I read. I read after this that. She, um, I think this might have been inspiration for her to like, go take more acting classes <laughs> and, like, kind of. Yeah, but I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Now, they didn't know that before when they cast her. I mean, what the fuck? I don't know. Man. I mean, surely they'd seen the awkward Saved by the Bell moments at least. So, Verhoeven yeah. was probably a really big Saved by the Bell fan. Um, and I, I fucking hate like interpretive dance, like telling a story with dance. Like uh, my wife watches. So you think you can dance and now don't get me wrong. I like, I don't mind dancing in movies like fucking, you know, Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly, whatever. Those guys right. were, were terrific. Yeah. But when, like, yeah. when you have like two fucking idiots play fighting and like, but you, you know, when it's, 
when they're doing like the dramatic movements, like having uh, pain or uh, or uh, a move that I may always make fun of. And and so you think you can dance when my wife watches it is when they do the fucking like chest bump thing. They like like their heart is beating big. Yeah. Oh god, it makes me want to fucking shit every time I see it. I hate it. <laughs> That's the kind of dancing they do throughout this movie, and it's fucking awful. Yeah, the, 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 and the thing is, this is supposed to be like some kind of a a thing that. They're almost like rock stars where people like the, it's when they walk out, there's reporters all over them, you know, oh, hey, da, da, da. and it just doesn't it's it's so stupid because the show isn't even good. I mean, when you're sitting there no, watching it, you're no. like this. It's not like Circus Soleil or something like that. It's just shit. It's I can't imagine paying money to go see that. And the people in the crowd are like, oh, my God, she's so wonderful. Oh, my God. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, it was weird that they didn't sh- ever show the audience at the Stardust Hotel. They always showed the audience at the strip club, I guess because that gave the audience a chance to be crude or like whatever. But they never showed people reacting to the show when they were at the uh, hotel. So um, Now, I, if anything, the motorcycle dance that happens later in the movie with their have, wearing spikes and stuff and their tits are hanging out. If anything... Uh, I got from the movie, or sorry, anything I got from this maggoty piece <laughs> of goat shit. Uh, <laughs> I got that I wanted to see some more Italian post-apocalyptic movies. So yeah, <laughs> I yeah, posted yeah. that on the Facebook group. So we'll have to review some of those soon too because I love those movies. Um, and they, and to make matters worse, they kind of like shoehorn in this rape scene at the end. Yeah, like, that fucking, was. Ugh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's a it's a overall out for the movie. Like it kind of helps wrap the story up ultimately, but ugh, it didn't make any sense. And uh, I think I was like licking her fucking. It was just so gross. Her orange nipples. Uh, uh fuck. What? Do you have anything to add on this? No. No. Um. So yeah, it's this uh, this this criticism of this uh, of this culture. Um, I think it was really solid. Um. It's a uh, it's it's a nice tongue in cheek look at a at an industry that really needed to be <laughs> lambasted and had holes punk, poked in it. Um, these women are just mistreated, and you know, girls just like I said, stay in the strip clubs. Don't don't bother with this. Uh, the puma. <laughs> uh, we can get in our ratings, I guess. Um, so you got nothing else. I like this better than the other one. I because it's 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 sort of I can see a so bad it's good like if you were in a group and you made fun of it just sit there and made fun of the whole fucking movie yeah. you know with people like I said now I I look myself and I I'll have to talk to uh, Emily or you know Rachel or whatever find out where that episode is of Girls on Film yeah, I but if, find that film that if you listen to their review of this and then watch this movie it makes it 10 times more entertaining because uh, but if just watching it cold i remember the first time i saw it and it was like ugh. well the, um what this movie did i i rolled my eyes a lot at at uh at fear and i laughed at some of like the absurdity of it this i laughed at but i fucking got bored with it yeah, it's yeah, it's it's like how do you take a movie that ha- for okay, you're a guy, I'm a guy, or half a hermaphrodite or whatever. Right. Um, how and but I think that's the point is, you know, you think okay, it's got some 
hot girls in it. They're naked. It's got sex, sexual content, sex scenes, this and that, already. but they make it boring. And just like totally, I had no, there was nothing in it where I was sitting there going, Ooh, ah, you they, know, I was, they show tits uh, too much. If that's possible, like if I want to see like that much tits, just watch a porn or something. Yeah. But they, they, they nothing's left ever to the imagination. Like I, I was hoping, especially when I saw this the first time, you know, you think you're going to build up and then, you know, the girl from Saved by the Bell is going to show her tits and be nude all of a sudden. You're going to be like, yeah, but it's in the first fucking like 10 minutes she's showing her tits. And, and then, then for like five the minutes the for the rest of the fucking four and a half hours that it lasts. She doesn't want to be exploited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't work for me. Um, I probably hate this as much as I do as I did when I saw it the first time. Um I don't plan on watching it again. This could be a lot better if it was about 45 minutes shorter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if it was just been better and yeah, I mean, if it was uh, different, had different actors. Um I guess I I guess I enjoyed it a little more. I guess it's a better movie than Fear. I give it like a 3.5 out of 10 instead of a 3. Uh I don't want I don't plan on watching this one again. I was hoping that I would feel different 15 years 17 years later, but no. Nope. Yeah. Nope. nope. If I was sitting with a group of friends that, like, like that's almost like I said, like almost like a Rocky Horror thing where you're just making fun of it, um, I would probably give it. Uh, I like I said, I think Emily. If if I was watching it with her, I think that she could make it into a goddamn uh, like a, a seven or an eight because it would be funny. But just sitting there watching it by yourself, I give it a one. <laughs> Two ones this week. Nice. Uh, yeah, th- this this movie is it's kind of like The Room. Now, The Room is is entertaining when you watch like the five minute like condensed clips. Right. Of it. Exactly. This movie would be entertaining, entertainingly bad if it was you know. You could see parts of it. Just see like the high, the low lights, right? But fucking watching over two hours of it, give me a fucking break. It's not yeah. good. I don't care what anybody says. Fuck all. The goddamn of you. director's cuts, probably long. You know, oh, fuck. Anyway, that's it. Uh, Three point five and a one. Um, let's take a break and come back and see what Justin has to say about these turds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. In a world that has a country called England, three cinephiles battle weekly against the onslaught of movie releases. They review, dissect, and discuss until each is defeated. Jordan is the host. Ian is the sweary one. And Noel is the grandpa. And together they are the 35mm heroes. Dig it, bitches. Maybe I'm 
Who is that? Motorhead. I was going to say, I thought it was Lemmy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to do some feedback. Justin called in, I believe, four times. Uh, what? <laughs> Did he ser- seriously? Yeah, he probably got cut off. I haven't listened to them yet. So. Uh <sighs> I'm I'm uh, officially uh, changing my score from a three point five to a three. I decided during the break. <laughs> You're being generous. Three point five looked way too big for that piece of shit. What um, what the day is today? What day? Like the date? No, just the day. Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Okay, yeah. it's Tuesday. So we're not going to fucking record again until Thursday. We're going to have a nice long sabbatical yeah to where we can where we can unwind i watch the movies we want to watch yeah never let's never do this again we can revisit themes like double features i don't see us revisiting the cinemasochist double feature yeah not intentionally anyway some might turn into that but (laughs) it's just i mean uh, um all right let me flip to the voicemails yeah all right. First one. This is the biggie. Fear and... Oh, wait. You guys have just finished reviewing Fear and Trigger. Okay. You made the Cinemascus Just Nobles are very happy. Like, <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's what we're all about. Making him have to watch a Reese Witherspoon and Mark Wahlberg film all in yeah. one. Since I seem to have was very quickly unfriended and deleted from the silver gold Facebook group. No, I'll have to send him on the silver and gold thing. Something <laughs> happened to Paul Hughes before, so maybe I might act something happened. But anyway, I have seen Showgirls, and I will be watching Fear sometime this week to follow along. And if you want my thoughts on Showgirls, just go over to the freaking awesome network, go to the little movie Nalia tab on the right-hand side, or le- sorry, left-hand side, and you'll find it in there. Cheap plug, I know, but gotta get it another way. Fear, maybe I'll call back in if I see it. Probably not. I just thought you got a call, because Every now and then, I'll talk about a movie I am the Cinemascus. I'll talk about a bad movie. But, you know, I've been slipping up on that. You know, wrestling, wrestling talk and all that. The last time I think I remember mentioning it was Two Headed Shark Attack. So I figured, what a better episode to start on than the Cinemasochism episode than to bring you guys a little treat that I watched, bring you the information on a film called The Ginger Dead Man 3, Saturday Night Cleaver. That's right, this is the third installment in the Full Moon series about a killer cookie. And believe it or not, the first one actually starred Gary Busey as the killer cookie who voiced him and played the man before he became a cookie. Now, none of the films are good. They're all F. Well, I'd say the third one's the only one that's a true FF fun failure because the other ones are eh. But you get what you get out of Killer Cookie. But I have to call in on this one because this one's just balls to the wall insanity. Now, I'm going to spoil this for none of you that want to see a Killer Cookie movie. <laughs> well. All right, so let me just explain all this. Alright, so here's how it goes. The ginger dead man is locked up in some type of uh, insane asylum for killer pastries, homicidal baked goods, as it's called. We have, like, these 
it's killer like um, cakes and shit like that. It's it's really weird, but it's a Sirens of the Lambs spoof to start us off. This movie has a lot of outdated references. So they have him being like the Hannibal Lecter, and this one woman is coming in to uh, talk to him, and she's supposed to be playing the Jodie Foster role. Only now we find out that he somehow killed, I guess, her father or something. So she just wants to kill him. Animal rights activists come in and free all the killer base goods because for some reason they think they're fucking animals that I don't understand that at all and they can also easily break into these high security areas by simply hitting the door with a bat and then the one woman literally just these metal like bars that are holding strapping uh, the ginger dead man into the actual chair she just rips them off with her bare hands then he bites her in the nose and kills her so he runs around and for some reason and I should mention this um, there are two ways to get into that of the ginger dead man one, they actually do a little, like, rubber, uh, you know, costume, I guess, thing. Probably not really a costume, probably just a little prop. That isn't completely convincing, but at least he looks like a cookie. But when they do the long pan-out shots of him, like, walking around or running around people, it literally do one of the worst CGI I've ever seen. It, it looks like a horrible version of the gingerbread man from the Shrek movies, made to look much worse because, at least in those movies, the gingerbread man was in an animated film, so it made sense for the look 3D and all that. In this film, it doesn't make any sense. It looks really, really fucking stupid. And it's hysterical. But, so in this, one of the rooms, they're actually... See, he watches this shit like this, this all the time. We're working on a time travel machine, or a time travel gun. It can take it back anywhere, but it's so they can zap food into any time zone. That way, this way, they can end hunger as we know it. Just go with it. The reason this is there, for whatever reason, is because he kills the two scientists, steals the gun, and heads to 1976, where he's in a disco rink, a roller rink, where we find out that it's there last night because the one woman had a gambling problem. The woman that owned this place has a daughter who is a lot like Terry, who is an outcast, who has telconnect power, but she becomes popular really, really fucking quickly thanks to a makeover and one of the guys having the house for her. But here's the funny thing. They keep touting up this whole thing that she has, and this is one of the spots I'm going to spoil. They keep building up that she has these telekinetic powers. And at the end, it doesn't play into the end at all. They build towards it like they're going to do something with it, and then they don't fucking do anything with it. So it doesn't make any sense. They have a carry spoof and a spoof from Saturday Night Fever with a killer cookie. They make a Porky's reference, which I'll mention in a bit. First, let me mention this. The cookie, the ginger dead man, can masturbate because there's one scene where he's watching three women who are trying to raise money to save the roller rink doing a car wash, and he's masturbating off to watching these three women do this. But then when he's finished, for some reason there's a whole like gallon of hydraulic acid just right outside of the roller rink in the parking lot. <laughs> so he takes their hose and hooks it up to that. So one woman, and this is probably my favorite part, well, my second favorite part in the film, the woman, the one girl, sprays both of her friends, watches them die from burning from the hydraulic acid, knows that's why they died, puts the hose to her face, and sprays herself. Now, and the way she acted wasn't as if she was killing herself. It was like, yeah, because that's what you know, makes the most sense. The only thing I can make sense of this is that, I guess, these three sluts, if they were going to go down, like they always do, eh, they were going to eh? go down together. But it's just one of those, why would you spray yourself after you see your two friends die from the hydraulic acid? So, but then we actually see, not only does he masturbate, but we get to see his cookie cock, because then we get a Porky's send-up. Remember when I said this lady, show sucks? Uh, who, uh, who's, I guess, supposed to be the equivalent of the gym teacher from Porky's, who is just, I guess, the owner's friend in this movie. She's in her office, 
and the, there's a peephole. And for some reason, the ginger dead man's peeping in on her. I have no idea why. I don't remember the, this being. Uh, I don't remember the scene setting up anything where it's a shower or anything. I remember it being an office. So he literally sticks his dick, just like in Portuguese, his dick through the hole, and she comes and she grabs it, she rips it off, and then she eats his fucking cookie cock. <laughs> why that would be hanging there, and why she would Hungry. feel the need to eat it, I don't know, Luke. Did, did, yeah, what did, you I didn't have to do in New York at all, did it? Uh, um, I mean, I know it's a strange place. Maybe when you were in that bathroom, somebody... I'm thinking about getting the chicken like, sandwich you know or something. I'm so hungry. Maybe having some Sprite, I'm, I'm some Doritos. Anyway, <laughs> that Portuguese reference... And there's a bunch of other outdated references. But here comes the, the real kicker. This is how it ends. Now, in the middle of the grocery film, store. For some reason, he can't get the time machine thing to work once he's in 1976 again. He doesn't want to be there because he fucking hates the 70s. Some, like, jalapeno but, and cilantro just, hummus. He That's pretty good. He's going to kill people, so hummus. he needs to get back to another hummus. decade later. But he'll just leave it lying around. Did so you make it? Two little kids. No, one's named Pickles. And the other ones, I don't know, but he does call her a butt biscuit, which is one of the funniest insults I've ever heard, <laughs> especially when it comes from a cookie. But they grab the thing, and they just press the buttons, and it sends them back in time. Need to remind you, they're in the middle of the road. Is the movie longer happens, than the review? Time warp engulfs them. And notice, is that possible, notices, like, that the review notices, is longer than the movie? Notices, just like the fact that roller derby... But they're skating around them. There you go. That's the word. They're skating around them. I'm like, who the fuck? Why did nobody notice this? But then again, later, when the ginger dead man kills the DJ, he literally gets on there and does his own little DJ mix. They notice the cookies, the homicidal cookies, playing the DJ, you know, messing with the DJ stuff, and they just shrug it off. Like, oh, that's, you know, that's nothing. Granted, they were probably really high, which actually reminds me of two more scenes i got to talk about before I get to the ending. I know, I'm sorry, but this thing is just a fucking magic... Majestic piece of shit is probably the best way to say this. One, uh, the, the uh, guy and a girl and his girlfriend, the really dopey idiot boy, they're getting high, so they go into the janitor's closet to fuck. The janitor, who's this ugly, balding, like, like hunchback of a man, comes in, sees them. The woman who is high, imagine he's a hot guy, asks him to join in. Oh, he got cut off. Hang on, there's more. Okay, it's understandable that I got cut off that time because I was, I think it's said like nine minutes almost, eight and a half minutes. But, okay, so we're going to try to wrap this up quickly so I don't get another 18-minute call. Anyway, so I was in the middle of it. So he comes in, he joins in, and the first thing we see is it looks like he actually mounts the, the guy on top of the guy and the woman's on the bottom. So I know he's not. And, Dude, hold it know, down. The boyfriend is clearly turned down in her ass. And so I have no idea yeah, Justin, that, that homeless-looking janitor was sticking his dick. It looked like it was in the guy's ass, but they kept having sex, so if that was the case, he was into it. I reiterate from my previous comment that I will never listen to this show again. <laughs> I think it, I think he got cut off again. Hang on. I, I'll be honest with you. If you now don't that put one was uncalled for. What? If you don't put this show out, it would fucking probably be not a bad. Uh, <laughs> I really am hungry. I'm fucking hungry too. I wish he'd shut the fuck up. <laughs> I love Justin. He's great. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Anyway, so the Chantry Dead Man <laughs> kills them by shooting with a nail gun. Before that, though, he said, everybody's getting nailed. Huh? Huh? <laughs> later, we find out that the aunt doesn't want her uh, niece, who is named Cherry, the Cherry type, 
because it rhymes with Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. Anyway, she doesn't want her roller skating and all that because you find out that in the past uh, her aunt was, you know, really do a really slinky. good skater and she was a barrel jumper. I guess her act in the circus, yeah. she would jump the barrel. I wrap it around so my neck and tie it the rafters and hang one myself. One of the US shows, and I believe it was yeah, in 1941. And she didn't fuck one outside and cut my grass right now. He'll be done by the time I fuck it up. If I don't weed eat. Jumping over this barrel, the uh, army and all the recruits, they wouldn't have been distracted by this USO show because apparently she was the only fucking person, the act, the only act there. Are we and they would have been able to prevent Port Harbor. So, according to this movie, Port Oh my god, he got cut off again. Um, so, yeah, well, no shit. I guess he's a time traveler. That's funny. I guess. What's well, a time traveler? The ginger dead man, he time travels. Now he's back to Pearl Harbor. Oh, great. Here we go. So, last right. one. Oh, oh, okay. It looked like it was still recording, so I may have just hung up, but I'm not sure because I kept asking him on my security code. So if you missed any of that, uh, her aunt, if she wasn't barrel jumping, Pearl Harbor would never happen. Michael Bay would have never made a shitty movie about it. Really weird. Let's get to the ending. You know what really sucks is uh, is that I fucking have the from time, uh, code for the voicemail, and I didn't go in and, and fucking our main cast, the, the main stars are still alive and are about to die because <laughs> they have a gun to their face, and they... They brought along four twins, as they say, to get rid of the ginger dead man. The four friends, Adolf Hitler, Charles Manson, Lizzie Borden, and Jeffrey Dahmer. Why they pick four serial killers, I never know. And this is the best part. This is how they get rid of the ginger dead man. They walk up, they grab him, they break him into a couple of pieces, and then shove him in a cookie jar. That's all they had to fucking do during the whole movie. In the last two movies, too. But why did they need to go back in time and get four of the worst people who ever lived and bring them in to save it? And here's the great thing. First, we just see them rolling. This is the greatest thing coming up here. Saving, because they also, they, <laughs> they saved the place because Buck Biscuit and them went a day ahead or stay back and they had her win the lottery. And then we also found out that all this, they prevented any of this from happening. So none of that happened. So really, doesn't make much fucking sense. But before sending back Hitler, and then they all just stand around. Hitler just looks so disconcerned that everybody is having dating, which is a stir. But then they send them back to their time, and they say, this is, probably the, this is my favorite scene in the movie because it's the funniest fucking line in the movie. They look at the four of these killers, and they say, now you good, now you four be good. This is how the fucking movie ends. It's fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, it's hysterical. It's no fun. It's a fun failure. I gotta stop talking because I'm once again overloading your feedback line. No phone. I think I can play that. No phone. So that was Ginger Dead Man. I wish he called in and just reviewed Showgirls and fucking Fear for us too. Oh, wait, he wrote about it on Freaking Awesome Network. Yeah. Uh, check out Justin on Freaking Awesome Network. He reviewed Showgirls, apparently. Uh, yeah. I wonder if he liked it or not. I'm curious. I don't care. <laughs> Freaking awesome. Freakingawesomenetwork.com. I just posted a picture of a cat projectile vomiting on a <laughs> on the poster for Showgirls. So. But, oh, you just liked it. <laughs> Um, so that's the show. <laughs> I couldn't even, I couldn't even fucking make it. God damn it. 
worst show ever. Shit. Uh, you will hate this review and the episode. Cree, Cree, motherfuckers. Um, I gotta send you. Ryan has been working on that little poster, trying to get it printed. Ah, it's good shit, man. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? Is Justin's voicemail over? Justin's voicemail's over. Oh, okay, cool. I was listening to Iggy and the Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Um, yeah, I hope we can get a copy of that. It looks pretty awesome. The one that looks like uh, Dawn of the Dead. So um, if you guys have some uh, feedback about how much you love this episode, uh, send it to uh, silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com or um, you can call us at 206-339-1600. Um, yeah. You can always find us on iTunes <laughs> or silvaandgold.com. And, um, and uh, you know, we do love Justin even though – uh-huh. Some fucking bullshit this week, and you made you made Zom stay up an extra two and a half hours for this, so uh-huh. it, it might take a little while. We'll see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It might take a little while to get over. Um, feel a little violated. Um, yeah. So check him out on Freaking Awesome Network, and thanks for the picks, Justin. Even though they were fucking awful. Uh, um, next week, we got a couple Zom picks. Um, two movies I haven't seen. We're doing a 1950s, I guess, 50s high school double feature. Uh, yeah, 50s teen uh, teen hijinks. Maybe uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, we have yeah. Mischief from 1985 uh, with uh, Doug McKeon, uh, Catherine Mary Stewart, and a very lovely Kelly Preston. And. Um, then we're doing uh, one that is a big, uh, gaping, simmering hole in my filmography. Uh, one I've never seen, American Graffiti, directed by this little guy that you may have heard of called George Lucas. Um, Richard Dreyfus, Ron Howard, and a very baby-faced Harrison Ford. So I look forward to watching that one. I, I've been meaning to watch it for years, and I never have for whatever reason. So. Mm. Zom, thank you for those picks, and uh, we'll be reviewing those next week, Mischief in American Graffiti. Uh, Zom, do you have anything else to add today? Nope. Uh, well, oh, I, should, I guess I should also say thanks, uh, not thanks, but check out, uh, you know, I'll say the promos reviewed. Check out Show Show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paleo Cinema, awesome show there. 35 millimeter heroes, dig it, bitches. Dig it, bitches. Um, we, need to get a, uh, we need to get a promo for Podcast on Fire. I want to start playing theirs, too. So if you guys are listening, <laughs> send, us a po- send us a trailer – or uh, sorry, a trailer – uh, a promo to our email address, silvergoldpodcast at gmail.com. And join our Facebook group and uh, join uh, – you have to search for it. Um, you have to ask to join, too. So. And uh, check out our little side project, Wrestling in Gold, if you guys are pro wrestling fans. Um, and that's about it for me today. Zom, you said you don't have anything else? Um, no. no. All right. Let's just fucking move along. <laughs> Better left unsaid. Uh, Worst show ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, that's it for me. Uh, until next week, this is Loaf Oot. Yep, Zom Oot. Bye. We may not go down in history, but we will go down on your sister. No <laughs> fun. <laughs> <laughs> No fun in my bed. No fun.
same old way No fun to hang around Or freak out For another day No fun Come on, Ryan. I said, come on, Ryan. I said, come on, Ryan. Let me, come on, Ryan. Let me hear you tell him. Let me hear you tell him. 